Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we celebrate our sexual creativity by sharing personal details in story form in the hope that we may inspire and learn from each other and, you know, make the world a better fucking place. Our guest today is a 33-year-old bi-curious cis male who's in an open relationship. He's into master-slave relationships, BDSM, licking, eating out, close body touches, and maximum touch in general. Originally from Tehran, he's a marketing consultant who's been living abroad since 2005, currently living in North Cyprus. Welcome, Puya. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Will you start off by telling our listeners on a shame-a-meter of one to ten, ten being most full of shame, one being least full of shame, where do you fall today? At the moment, I'm like, let's say two, two and a half. Nice. And does that change depending on the company that you're around? Oh, it does. It changes even day to day. Can you give our listeners a little overview of what your sex life is like right now? Right now. Uh, okay, we are going back and like in and out of quarantine all the time. But I didn't get the chance to be quarantined with my partner. But to be honest, after two months, last night was the first night I was seeing my partner. So we had one of those hot sexes, uh, you know, semi-rape style. I, I, I try to take care of myself as much as I can because I hardly can pass days without masturbating. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's pretty much the sex life these days for everyone, I think. I try to do like online sex acts on chat, six, six calls, six sales, those kind of stuff as much as possible. But my current partner is, she's a mom. So she has a baby to take care of. So she's, uh, she, she, she has limited time and, you know, front of the kid, you can't be completely exposed. I actually have a couple of mom in my archive of my girlfriend. In my previous girlfriends, I had a couple of times, I think a few times, a mom, which I was dating. The lady is a mature cooker style with the, with the kid. Okay. And I'm familiar with the limitations. Like they're still hot, they're sexually active, they want to be into stuff. But because of the kid, they are very limited physical in a physical location. Mm-hmm. So sex tales, they're limited, they're very the kid might jump in the room any any second. But this is this is my sex life these days. At the same time that she's hot, she wanna get maximum possible. But at the same time, when we're not in the same location, she needs to be very cautious. Yeah. Okay. Take us back to the beginning of your life. When do you first remember hearing about sex? Okay. I've had sort of um, different intro to sex. The, the, the thing happened was uh, we were living in a, in a complex building. Like there are blocks. So we had a lot of neighbors. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like bad or good neighborhood. There are just too many blocks. To be honest with you, I, I started knowing what exactly sex is and how the action happened pretty early. Like I was, I'd say, 11, okay, maybe, end of 10 years old, 11 years old. And I was babysit by, by one of the neighbor's daughter. So when my mom and dad were out, so she had to stay with me pretty much from 8 years old all the way to 11, 12, let's say. Okay. And my dad and mom, they were, work, they were both working. They're, they're business-oriented people. Mm-hmm. So they were late, late out, like sometimes coming back at 9 or 10 
like they had to be um, talking to Dubai or different part of the world at the same time. So they had to stay on office till late. Like Hong Kong early morning would be the end of the day. So that they would come home very late. And this lady was taking care of me. She was, I think at a time, I'd say 25-ish, maybe. I'm not very good with age guessing the year. So we, I had my first actual sex experience with her. So when you were she, 11? End of 10 years old. To be honest, I, I look back at it and I, I would say, even if it would be consensual, like what kind of consent did I give? Right. Like, she you were so little. To do what? And I said yes or no. Yeah. But I, I remember touches like doctor game-ish thingies that in Western, you, you have a lot. We have a, a version of it, mm-hmm. which is a wife and husband game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that started and then she was like, you like me? And I was like, of course I like you. And then she was like, okay, if you like me, then uh, we should get married. I, I was like, okay, when I get older, I might get married with you. And then she was like, okay, if we get married, then we do this and this and this. And then we tried the, like, like, I, I, like the sucking and then leaking the stuff. Wow. I, I, it was, yeah, I started, I started, I, I that that caused me jumping into pool straight. Like I didn't touch toe or anything. I, I just had to jump in. So yeah, I didn't get those things which you talk with your friends in school and they say like, you know, they they have nicknames for vagina, so they call it. You know, I went straight to the thing. So am I understanding correctly? You went from not really even knowing what sex was to doing it. Yeah, that happened. Wow. How did that affect you? I, I don't know. I don't want to be dramatic. To be honest, that caused me to be uh, to, to to start experiencing the, the sex world very early. So that caused me being very experienced these days. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, well, I, I pushed it as well. It, I, I I have a motto. I say that people call it sex life because it's part of the life. So you need to pay specific attention to that. I, I would say that early start actually helped me to start being in this world and she wasn't i don't i I can't even call it abuse because she taught me a lot people in my age in that age they were thinking like if you have sex you die if you touch the girl she gets pregnant you know those kind of stuff but she taught me a lot no no one in my age knew that much no one i mean no one in my age touched the girl yeah so uh, yeah, that made me being able to learn real, true, correct things about it. Wow. So did it continue for a while? Because she was your babysitter for a bit. Uh, well, I was getting older, so she couldn't call it a game anymore. Right. But uh, I, I, I think it was about four, four, five years, four years. Okay. So, so it continued up until your like teens. I think till I was. 14. Did you touch anyone else in the meantime? I had girls of a threesome at 14 years old. Oh my gosh. And wait, okay, so for wait, back up though. I want to revisit outside of this really intense experience. In your home life, did your family ever talk about sex? Okay, on that. Uh, family is working. Dad and mom, they work a lot. So they're, yeah. they're really home. Uh, and they're both educated. They're both graduated outside of Iran. They both are 
first grade in their universities. They're one of a kind people in my own country. So they would come home early. But at the same time, my mom and dad knew there, they completely ignored me. So they, how can I say, you have limited time, but you do all you can on that thing. Yeah. So I didn't miss much. Like the, the six pack, I got it in a, in a form of a, uh, okay, I need to give you a little bit of background story. Yeah. You know, we had, a, we, have, we had a revolution in Iran. We had a revolution in Iran, like, yes. I, I think, years ago. So uh, my mom and dad belonged to the generation before revolution. But they had proper sex ed. They had proper education. Sex wasn't a taboo. They were talking about it. It was existing all those. And now, currently, Iran is, it, it counts as an Islamic country. So it's hard to imagine. But that time before the revolution, we had the king. And it was very open. So we had Americans coming and going. We had Europeans coming and going. We have nightclubs. So uh, talking about sex was normal. People would, would say, they thought, there was poor movies of Iran that time. Wow. So they got to these kind of things. And then all of a sudden, the reset button happens. Someone pushes the reset button, and then we have revolution. And then all of a sudden, it's really Islamic type country. So there were books and sex ed material of my mom and dad, which they would get when they were younger. Those books still were in our libraries. But after the revolution, those books, were, they were all burned. Oh, but wow. Of course, they were not published anymore. We had no sex ed in Iran till pretty much five, six years ago. So we get nothing from, uh, from our edu- educational system. Nothing, zero. We don't have gyms and banana and condoms. We don't have that. So either your family is open enough, which is rare to, to tell you this stuff. You have that young uncle or, um, or auntie which helps you with these things. Yeah. Uh, in my case, you have a babysitter which does that. But otherwise, you, you, get, you get nothing till, I don't know, it's a till, till, till you just jump into it, till you do a mistake. You, your, your friends, they start having sex and they tell you their stories. Yeah. So that's, that's how you get. But I got lucky. So they were, they had those materials and they were open-minded enough. And those materials, although it was for my age, because, you know, the society was getting ready for, for ages for that books to be consumable on that age. Mm-hmm. So um, those books for them when they were 10 could be, uh, re- realistic and it could be not too much but for me in my time it was too much okay. it, it had the penis and vagina in it I didn't suppose to see those things but uh, the, the thing happened when I got to the certain age I, I think it was the time that I started the games with her I'm not sure if this got suspicious or they thought the thing gonna eventually happen they left me on my bed when I was Sleeping so in the morning, I wake up and there are books on my bed. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, the, the, the first couple of books, they were like plants and flowers and, you know, the, the, the bees, how they make um, uh, uh, the, the new beautiful bees on the house. Yeah, yeah. So those kind of stuff. But then the books started getting more and more adult. So uh, that was my sixth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then my sex education coach was her. Yeah. What about touching yourself? When did you what, did you start doing that after you were sexually active, or did you learn about it through books? Yes, first, I'm weird that way that I had sort of a sex before I started masturbating, even right because of hair. 
so after 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 the game just started, then I wanted to have the game, but she wasn't available. So I started, yeah, touching myself, obviously. And again, then my same age friends, because I'm seeing them in school every day. Yeah. Same age friends, they were like talking about how you should touch yourself. And, you know, it's our school is uh, separate. So okay. in, in my country, we don't have mixed schools. They are, they're all separate. So boys, boys, girls, girls. So they, they were talking about how, excuse me, you should, you should touch yourself or what, what is the movement and what is the action. I was taught by her how to do it. And then I was already at a point on, I would say, 13, that I would invent my ways of masturbating. Inventing your own ways. Ah, okay. What did you do? Tell us the details. And wait, did you tell your friends? Were you giving them advice? But yeah, tell the details. Oh, so many questions. I started that actually. But then they told their parents oh. that this person knows too much. So the story came back to home. And that was one of the times that I assumed mom and dad got suspicious that I'm doing something with her. Okay. That, that, that was the time that the books appeared on my bed. Got it. So, yeah, I, I think that was the loop. But then I stopped. Okay. Then I stopped. But then again, cut to five, six years after when the, the guy's going to get started having sexually active life. Yeah. Then I became sort of a coach to my friends, girls and boys. They would come to me and ask where this happened. I went through pregnancies. I went through LDHD pills. I went through late night Wait, calls. Wait, what was after pregnancies? M- MDH. LDHD pills, like anti-pregnancy pills, the emergency ones that you should oh, take. Oh, yes. Emergency call contraceptive. call it LDHD. Okay. Okay. We call it plan B or emergency contraceptive. Yeah. 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 Same things. Exactly. Same things. The types in Iran we have, there's a type LD and HD, which one <laughs> is harmful. One you should take longer, but is less harmful. So yeah, those kind of stuff. I had those calls late in the night, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. We are condom broke. What should we do? I had those kind of calls when I was 18, 17, because they knew I know, thanks to her. So what happens is she's growing as well. So she's also open to new information from her friends. And it transfers like a pipeline to me and then from me yeah. to my friends. So yeah, that, that was unavoidable eventually. It happened. But uh, at that time when I was younger, like 13, I started telling a couple of my friends, but it moved back to my parents. So I stopped. That makes sense. Okay. So you had to stop giving advice at a very young age, but it sounds like that allowed you to be very inventive when it came to masturbation, maybe connected, maybe not, but I would like to hear about the inventions that you mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, Let me check my patterns. Okay. That'll be the Um, title of your um, memoir. My early inventions. My my first pattern. (laughs) So at least I have you as the evidence that I invented this. So if someone copies, yep. I say, I first, I said it, I have evidence. I have evidence, yeah. So um, most probably someone else does it as well. But I never talked to a guy, which, of course, you don't talk about your masturbation all the time with guys, 15 guys. But, but I want I them talk, to. I want them to. And so I'm like, maybe if they tell me, maybe they'll tell each other. Nobody yeah, that's even, weird. Nobody even with girls. I don't think it's weird. If you'll tell me and somebody else will listen mm-hmm. to it, why is it weird just to tell someone exactly. directly? No, I mean, it's weird. You're not talking oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. I think you girls sometimes do because yeah. there are like types and positions and new sometimes. toys that you share with yourself. We don't. Yeah. 
this is a forbidden territory. You don't talk about your masturbation. But we when you're not having sex. That's the point. That's not true. Hey, it's not true. So do you I think feel like it's the opposite. Exactly. I feel like the more I have sex, the more I want to touch myself in between the sexes. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy it. But yeah. you guys, as, as this friend of mine, they, they, they assume if we talk about masturbating, it, it means you don't get the girl. Oh, I always just it. imagined that it was religious shame for most people, but that's such a good point. Yeah, I don't, because yeah. I don't think with a boy brain. Sometimes I do, but uh, not always. Plus, you don't think with the Islamic brain either. Yeah. You know, we are sort of Muslims, so our brain works differently. Because even your religious, when you say religious, it's, it, Christian religion impact on sex talk is different with Islamic religion impact on sex talk. I would love to hear more about your perspective on that. Uh, for example, you say in Christianity, you say like it's uh, bad to have sexual intercourse before marriage. Mm-hmm. but you still say it's bad. There is no certain specific punishment for it. In our uh, branch of Islam, which mm-hmm. we have in Iran, it's Shi Islam. I, I don't know if you want to know this. I want you to tell us as if we don't know, because I'm sure some of, some listeners yeah. out there won't know. So just Most give us... Can, please talk to me as if I don't know anything. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, but even in parentheses, uh, you are, uh, your guests are mostly Christian. And they're mostly from, of course, U.S., most of them. And, and it's easier and it's, it makes perfect sense. But it's great to get the perspective of, of Far East people because I yes. traveled and worked in eight different countries. So I, 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 I got the chance to meet and have sex with an Asian person, with, the, with, the, with an Indian person, with the, with the Russian person. And their perspectives about sex and about all these questions that we ask everyone is completely different. I want to talk to all of them. Can you introduce me? <laughs> one more, one. I, of course I can. Sure. Some of them are open actually to that. I am really interested in getting different perspectives. Everyone is different. Well, European yes. American yeah, it's different with you, American. Like a, you're not an average American. You're, you're explorer American. <laughs> but average American. Maybe person, a little alien. I I didn't want to use the word. The reason that the podcast is mostly American and has a lot of white people is because I only, I receive people. I have a podcast myself. I completely understand. Yeah. I don't want to poach people. I don't want to go out and be like, you're different. Yeah. (laughs) Be a token. Exactly. You're different. Yeah. I don't like that. I have a podcast myself and it's in Farsi. So of course, all of my guests are Farsi. And of course, I find Farsi speaking people in my own ways easier. They are feeling easier to talk to me. Plus your podcast dangerous territory for people oh. like they're, they're afraid of being there i feel so privileged because i get led into these really private spaces that people yeah. don't always share and then i get to share it with more people and oh, i think that's, i'm lucky. so lucky but it also means i live in a weird world and i'm like everyone's so nice and wonderful oh right you know <laughs> yeah so. yeah yeah i know so many people are a bit lucky because you talk about it like this from Belarusian friend of mine, which I said she's listening to, she started learning new sex things because of you. Oh, that makes me so happy. That's she my main mission. So why don't you tell us some of your experiences with the differences that you've observed? Okay, we get back to it. The difference, some Christianity difference on sex talk is this way that I, I said in, in Christianity, you say it's bad to have sex outside of marriage and it's bad to have it before marriage. 
I'm by saying you, I mean general thought. Mm-hmm. Of course, so many people don't follow this rule. Why would? Yes. But in Islam is different. In 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 our branch of Islam is called Shi'i. You can actually be punished by the state because of having sex out of marriage. So they can grab you, put you in the street, and uh, 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 and punish you. You can go to jail for it. You can. Uh, what, what is the word? They, they can rape you in the street, in the middle of the street. So if you get reported, according to law, they can grab you to the streets and rape you. It's whipping, like with a like with a. Yeah, but it's not sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not, wow. So do people get bloody? Do they die? Uh, no one died yet. Okay. But uh, it's 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 public. Wow. So you, you get whipped in public. That's extreme public shaming. Yeah. And yeah, it, still, yeah. it still happens now. It started being less and less uh, often, but, okay. uh, but technically, according to law, based on the book, they can do that. They can put you in jail for up to 20 days for that. So you are extra afraid. Wow. You are extra. It's extra risky. If the person you're having sex with is married and you're the single one, you get double of that sentence. Really? And it's, yeah, and it's, and it's public. If, if you get caught and this happens to you in public, your life is gone. No one going to mm-hmm. hire you. You have no life after that. And it's criminal, so it goes to your record. So like adulterer yeah. is like on your legal record? Yes. Is it for men and women? For women, it gets discovered less. For guys, there are more, obviously. But uh, yeah, technically, those for men and women. Both. Wow. But it doesn't stop people. No, it doesn't stop people. It's life goes on. You, you can't stop it. Plus, yeah. I- Iran, in compared with some Arab countries, by the way, I- Iranians, we are Muslim, but we are not Arab. So we have our own language and our own culture. So if we compare with some Arab countries, we're actually open. Okay. Uh, in some Arab countries, they actually cut your genitals because of that holy fuck. so what about tourists would i be at risk if i were not by myself but if i were with someone in one of these countries what would what would happen to depends you? where you're going okay i don't want to name name countries because your listeners yeah. might be from those countries but in the uh, in a lighter more uh, tourist friendly countries or cities you are privileged to have of course lighter uh, judgment okay but in Pretty much most of them, if you kiss, you can be in jail up to 30 days. Okay. And you're kissing a person which is foreigner as well. What if I didn't kiss anybody, but if it became clear that I am talking about what I talk about? Is there any sort of... Yeah, that's called... Uh, I don't know the English name for that, but it's, it's, there is a word for it, which means you are promoting out-of-marriage sex. Okay. Promoting Infidelity, vulgarity. Yes, yeah, something like that. Okay. Like okay. you are promoting that, so you're you're you you can be even even getting even a harder sentence because you're Got promoting it. it. Right, right. It's kind of like Instagram. Sharing. So that, that's the story. You, you can get a bad sentence, but at the same time, there are lots of Arab countries. They're open. They're open to tourists. Like Dubai is pretty much nothing. There are alcohol existing. You can go find it. Of course, they don't serve it in public, but it exists. Because okay. the parameters of, you know, how religious country is, Islam-wise, yeah. is alcohol, prostitutes, sex talk, 
Yes. Those are the, you know, the measurements parameters. Okay, so, well, I don't drink alcohol, but I do talk about sex a lot. That's the worst one. That's the <laughs> worst it. one. Yeah, that, that, that's the situation with Iran. Iran is progressing. We, we're getting more and more open. And whoever still alive from previous revolution time, they say it was a heaven. We had American car produced in our country. I'm talking about 70 years ago. And we had tourists from U.S. coming, tourists from Europe coming. And this is very, very a big thing for an Islamic country that, that an American and European tourist coming there for it. Our king did for his yeah, anniversary creation uh, 1,500 years. He did the biggest party of the world that time. So oh all God. the heads of all the states and all countries came to Imagine you having that and the revolution happens. You're in this mess. Wow. Let me go back to the thingies that you can use actually in your show at the age of, let me get a little bit more graphic. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. But at the age of like 12, 13, I get my dick sucked. So uh, uh, the, the masturbation was obvious what to do after that. I didn't have to explore that if you touch the thing, it grows. And then I had that uh, coming in a sleep thingy. No, yeah. uh, it was all the way out. So, wait, so you don't have wet, you never had wet dreams? Oh, wait. No, I didn't have wet dreams. I, I, I went straight to coming first time in her mouth. First time in my life. That's amazing. It was in her mouth. You're spoiled from the beginning. So the masturbation thing was, I, I, I already knew that the traditional way of doing it. And then I, I had to find ways of doing that when I'm alone. So the normal masturbating. Tell me your version of normal. Is it hand away? Is it hand knuckles over, knuckles it's under? It's knuckles under. Okay, knuckles under. It's knuckles under and special attention on the top, on the, on the head. Okay. Are you circumcised or uncircumcised? No, I'm circumcised. Muslims are all are. By, by force, they do that to us. It's not a choice. Okay, okay. that point, it's boring to me. So I had to find my own ways of making it more interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, the invention we are talking about was me being, I, I was in a, uh, we had a bathtub. So I'm in a bathtub. And uh, what happened? I, I don't even remember how it started. But I'm in a bathtub and it feels, so I'm, I'm just lying down in a full, full bathtub. And then I would remove the shower head. So you get the water pressure. And then I'm going to do the masturbating with that water pressure. Mine was underwater. So you bring mm-hmm. that underwater, the pressure and bubbles create sort of a, sort of a, a, a what do I call it? Sort of, sort of a pressure back and forth. Yeah. So it's not direct water yeah. pressure, but it's with your penis. <sighs> so it goes up and down. If you move that up and down with the yeah. focus on the head, you're getting amazing, amazing too. And I, I, I'm still, till this day, I'm surprised why there is no sex toy for that. It should be a sex toy. I was just going to say, this makes me want to create the most elaborate naked sex spa because, like, th- that's something that I would love to have in a spa setting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a machine you can go into. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, accessible to everyone. But these days, bathtub is hard to find. But at that time, because our house was older, it was like a few years after revolution, the so yeah. houses, they all have bathtubs. But uh, I had the bathtub. That's why when I'm renting the house, pretty much till like last five years, I was making sure that it has a bathtub. Because that's, you cannot imitate that. 
I love bathtubs. And I have been in the hot tub at this ranch the week I've been here. I've been in, I went three times yesterday. I love being in warm bodies of water. It's my favorite. I I feel so good. You know how hugs work? Like you you feel secure and protected. It's it's like something warm hugging you. What else do you want? Yeah, it's like the earth is hugging me. It's like, here's some water for a hug. I can't do it with my dirt unless you get buried. And that water has energy. It has a lot of positive energy because it comes from nature. So that's the best way of doing it. So it's like nature is giving you a blowjob. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Can you give us specifics? Like, where did you like to place the shower head? What kind of shower head was it? Like, was it like the, or was it more like, and like, was it your balls? Was it more on your shaft? Was it more on the tip? Like, and was your hand doing anything? Oh, that much details. Okay, sure. I love them. Uh, the, the point is, uh, me too. Me too. I just don't know how much deep I can go. So the point is, uh, yeah, fill up the water. And it shouldn't be completely full because meanwhile you are adding more water to it, so it might overflow. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm teaching this thing. I should start skill sharing. Yeah. So yeah, you feel the water half. You go in, so water level comes up as well. At the temperature shouldn't be too hot or too cold. If it's too hot, you cannot actually ejaculate. Yeah. I don't know why, but it gets too hot, and yeah. and, and, and I, you, I wouldn't come. So what happened is, uh, yeah, you go in, then there's the shower head and the, the pipe, which are kind of exclude to each other. So whatever shower head does, is not enough pressure under the water. So you need to unscrew that. You unscrew the head, shower head, put aside. So the water pressure from the hose itself goes under water. And then- I'm so glad I asked. Yeah, you, go, you, you put it underwater and then you shouldn't go straight to your penis. Otherwise, first of all, it's too much pressure. Second of all, it's, it's, it's very, very specific, but if you go too close because of the uh, suction created by the water pressure, it can actually bite your penis. Okay. So it's, it bites the whole skin off. So you Oof. need to go very close, but not too, not, not too away. Okay. So you <laughs> approach from, from the distance, you go closer, closer, closer. So, you know, there are these degree thingies with yellows, with, with, with sex toys. You have three, four different levels. Yeah. So you start from, from distance. Distance is your level one. Make your penis erected. It gets yeah. more and more stimulated. And then, Is it more like on the side or is it like coming at the I was t- doing from bottom. I was doing from, from the bottom. bottom because, is it getting yeah, because your balls you, at all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Between, so like, between the ball and the shaft. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Between ball and shaft. And it's at, the, at that point, it's not erected yet. So the water pressure actually raises it up. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, that's amazing. So oh, it's, it started getting erected more and more. And I had this, this, this uh, uh, experience that time, and I never had it till recently, that I can come without erection. So the, the, it's completely not erected, but I can come. Whoa. Wait, do you ejaculate yeah. or do you just have an orgasm? Yeah, no, no, no. Completely ejaculation without any erection, like zero erection. What does that, that feel like? It's very weird. It, it's super duper weird. And I had this recently with pegging. So I tried pegging, like, I think I started about um, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. So with pegging, I, I, I also can come without the uh, erection. That's um, so cool. Yes. Yeah. So back back to, the, to that age. So that, that was my, my invention. I, then the, the, the Europeans started to get erected more and more. So you get the water pressure closer and then move up and down the shaft. Exactly like what are giving you a hand job. That's so awesome. that uh, yeah that that movements more and more and more and then you you, you come. 
But the point is, the downside of that is when you come in water, guys coming in water, the, uh, the, the, the sperms don't drop, they float. So what happens, <laughs> water pressure moves them around, they stick to you, and then when you get off of that, you have sperm water. Stop laughing, that's not <laughs> fun. <laughs> so funny visual. Yeah, and they're really hard to clean. They're really, <laughs> really hard to clean. I don't know why they're so sticky. I wonder if yeah, I have that. just had like tons of crusty sperm on me and just not know because I I tend to take baths more than showers and I like definitely soap up but like I also <laughs> like to wear like if my master comes on me and then like leaves for the night I'll like sleep in it because I'm a I'm dirty and I like that oh, you know what stay, I mean like I, they I, stay like, for a very long time yeah just for there, like there's overnight there's only two options then, one let them get runny so yeah. when they're runny you can clean them. Right, but right, right. I, they, you, you the they're not running yet. They they get very super sticky, and I'm hairy. Like my oh, chest is hairy, and, and when yes, you come, yes, you're yes. sitting. That's so true. They stick yeah. to the hair as well. Oh my god! Oh, that yeah, I haven't had a big hair problem in a while. I mean, actually, uh, I get it. I, I have long arm hairs that are like kind of fine, and so they will. I will get cum in my arm hairs. Uh, um, relative to my to my ethnicity, I'm not super hairy, but I yeah. still have hairs, which I should yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you can see the, the totally. So yeah, uh, th- that thing, and then you come, and then they, it goes. I, I later I, I learned how to come and get up at the same time. Okay. Because if you're in the water, and then they go to my arm hair and the chest yeah. hair, and it gets That's so fun. So- it's like another. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that because it's like another layer of like it's not just the masturbation; it's also like the ritual no. that comes with it, the practical yeah. ritual that kind of like yeah. heightens it in a sexual way. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. And, yeah. and the point is, you you are getting touched, but you're not getting touched. That that that's the that's the miracle of it. Yeah, that's hot. Like I I don't know if there's any sex toy doing that actually. I, I was gonna I, say I, I feel like there could be a nozzle that you hook up to a hose that like hits it here and then comes around here and comes up through the bottom and then could have a little sperm capture. Don't you yeah, go do it? It's your or you can patent it and then we'll sell it in the mobile dungeon ah yay (laughs) business partners i I was getting there (laughs) yeah so i I, I was inventing that thingy and then i taught it to some of my friends and then they were like because that time i told you that the houses are old from uh, from before shotgun so most of them had bad tops and now they don't anymore so i taught it to my friends and then they had very long showering time and the parents start <laughs> because it takes time it's the whole yes. ritual as you say yes. it's not yeah. that you just masturbate something and we so. should take time with ourselves but especially as young people we're not actually given that privacy and it's all got to be in secret and then parents are like oh exactly. your, shower, your showers are getting long and you're like ah, they know. <laughs> you know yeah they know and the point is that can actually result in uh what is the name for it no, uh when you come too fast there's a sex positive way to say it that is something like yeah uncontrolled ejaculation or something, something I, mean, I, like I have this, it wrong yeah. but, but yeah. That, that can actually stay with you like i i had some of my friends they were i told you again my family are, are not at home much and my my sex started a different way so i didn't have that panicking thingy all the yeah. time yeah I, and, and, it, and it's strange all people have it so i never i never had that problem but some of my friends ended up having the uh, a two actually two outcome one they would come too early mm-hmm. like bec- because somehow their body says like you need to do it fast so mm-hmm. they come very fast yep. before even completed yeah. uh, stimulated yeah. and and second one is they have to have a risky situation to come 
Oh. If there is no risk and if they're too calm and relaxed, they can't actually have orgasm. Okay. And that's very weird. And it's in guys. I, I, I didn't have it with girls, but from a friend of mine, guys, some of them they still have, in my age, they still have the problem. Okay. And so they, they talk about it with you, but probably I'm guessing not very much with each other. No, they don't at all. Yeah. I, because, I mean, as a role of advisor between my friends, I still have, I told you, I have my friend's girlfriend calling me 2 a.m. Yeah. He came in me and what should I do? Yeah. Was it just from this specific time in your life? Like, does that still happen in your adult life nowadays? That's the case. It started that time. And then you are, um, I don't know, in your own mind or somehow you announce it to the universe that I'm open to these things. Like yeah. I'm a person, everyone talks to me too much. Too okay. much. Like I have my customers. Is it too much for you? No, 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 no. It's apparently I'm welcoming people to talk to me. And then they go to details because apparently I'm showing too much. Um, uh, what's the word? Interest? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think. Or is it still the comparative too much? Like just oh, more than normal comparative. people? No, no, no. It's just comparative. I, I think I'm just sort of like, who are you? What's in there? Yeah, keep telling me. Oh, shit. Actually, I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. go. The, I'm, I'm late. You know, like, like I feel like that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. It started with, in my school, uh, the uh, myths of guys saying things to each other. Like, if you masturbate too much, you get blind. Yes. Or if you're going to hurt this, or if you come in someone's ass that she gets pregnant. Give you keys, are you? She might get pregnant. So there was kind of stuff going around. And I was the one in my school, the only one in the same age, which I could tell them these, these, these things and because it was coming from uh, uh, from experience, not reading it somewhere, not seeing a photo, not yeah. uh, not uh, finding a weird book somewhere. So I, they were they, they they I don't know somehow they felt that I had the experience, so I'm telling them something real. Yeah. So the whole school was infected, and the the school infected other schools. So I had friend of my friends coming to me, Puya, I, I like this girl and we had sex and this thing happened. Is she pregnant? <laughs> so it, it goes everywhere. And then You're I have friends. real of- life. Have you seen the Netflix show Sex Education? It's British kids, but you're like the real life version of that. He like becomes kind of like a unofficial school sex therapist for the kids. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw the, tri- the trial, uh, the, the trailer. trial. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. They copy your life. bathroom, though. I didn't do it in bathroom. Yeah, that's true. He'd like, <laughs> no, oh, mine was yeah. official. They take appointments, they pay for No, then um, <laughs> I should have do that at some point. Should've. Oh, maybe <laughs> you still can. Why I'm doing this? I'm a business person. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now people have money to pay before they didn't. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I became like this, and it sort of continued because I have friends, I have old friends, and then old friends talk. And you know what's weird? I know a lot about girls and women stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Because, Why is that weird? Um, I don't know. Two guys is weird. Like, how okay. do you know what size of pad? How do you know the drops on the pad works? Like, what they mean? Or how what, how do you know what is daily one? What is the period? This is simple. You're supposed to know these things. Not and, and, and you know, I mean, tra- yeah, I mean, traditional. Uh, I, I used to be in traditional uh, country. And they uh, put, when, when, when a guy or a girl doesn't matter, you go to supermarket and buy a pad or anything related to women. T- tampons was a luxury. It wasn't a yeah. yeah. So you buy a pad, they put it in black plastic. 
Oh. No one's supposed to see that. Oh. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So then, then a guy knowing about what size of pad and what brand is good and which one is softer and which one is good for this girl or woman yeah. with the more drops, it, was, it, it, it is still weird to my friends. Like when I tell them this and that, it's weird to them. Sometimes you might not believe it, but I have girlfriends, they don't have this courage of asking things. She was wearing a huge, fluffy, cushiony pad and she bleeds very small amounts. And she was like, there are levels? I was like, did yep. you ever look at this box? No, this because is- we no, because here's how we're raised. They're like, don't have sex. If you do, you're probably bad. Here's this thing. You're probably gonna bleed. Yeah. Don't get, you know, like like people get such little information depending on where they come from. And and because it's said with all of this fraughtness, then we're like, oh, this must be scary. I can't talk about it. And that's why it took me um, you know, a decade and a half to be like. Wait, you like this too? Wait, you like talking about? Wait, you'll tell me you're very dirty. You're not my like my college freshman roommate who's like never asked me about this again. Here's a book, you know, like, like, like I, it's, it's, but but how, but how do you ever get there if you don't have someone to initiate you? So you're I think exactly. you're just a fellow initiator. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got like with that. So I what what happened is it it actually continued all, all the way through. But I I became the guy asking. Uh, sex questions from and the other thing added to that was at 16 15 end of 15 16 i i had a fight with my dad i, I had two times fought, fight with my dad ever i said like i want to be independent i want to do things my own way and i want to be independent and i want to have i want you to rent me i have uh, we had it we had i told you we're living in a big complex so it was mm-hmm. an apartment a studio kind of apartment free and then everyone every every guys in my age and girls in my age dreams in that complex was renting those studios and okay. being independent okay. so i was like i don't want to be independent. i want to be independent and, and i want to go there and and rent that for me I, I don't want to be the guy living with parents so that happily said sure be independent but i'm not renting it for you but from tonight you have no bed anymore to sleep so from that night, I slept in the park for a week <sighs> till I could find an actual job, which pays. And then I had to move in with a friend of mine, being having a flatmate. But throughout six months, I could actually rent it. Not that a studio that was beautiful. Yeah. A, a, a trashy under stair place I could okay. rent. So from 16 years old, I was living alone. Oh, so wow. that... that that yeah, that added to the to the thing. So guys were coming in, and there's no one else there, so there's no dad popping up or hearing right. someone hearing things. They open their hearts and telling things, crying sometimes. They, uh, but they they thought they ruined the girl's life, or the girl thought that she's gonna be pregnant tomorrow, or or things like this. And and it happens at two a.m., three a.m. Yeah. because things happens that. So I'm, I'm I'm like immediate reaction to bad sex related stuff yeah so that yeah that, that that was my role that was my role and then and then then i had to leave iran and then when i left iran this thing started being less and less because from distance they couldn't do this right. but then somehow they told my foreigner friends that, that oh, this, wow. does this thing yeah it's still going on, still going okay. on. Very less of i have three questions sure sure what happened with your relationship with your family after that did that uh, and also you having your own 
apartment affect your sex life? Like, how do you think first family stuff affected your sex life? And when did you leave Tehran? Uh, I left Tehran when I was 20, I think, 20, okay. 21. Okay. Yeah, so, four, so you were on your own for four, four years, four, five four years. years after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, since I'm alone, anyway. But yeah, uh, so, so what, what, what happened was, um, no, the relation with parents was okay. The point okay. is that the thing happened was I was uh, working for my dad. That was my first job. Okay. Not not that job, but right after that, then we made up and I said, like, I did a mistake, but now I'm actually independent. So please give me a job so I can actually pay salary and have food because I didn't eat. I didn't eat for like two months. I didn't eat properly. I had one meal a day. Oh, my God. I, I was panicking. I, he put me in under literal duress. I had to do it. So I, I, I wasn't eating. And then my friends, they were bringing uh, donations. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I would provide, uh, uh, um, I, I actually rented a room of my house. <laughs> okay, uh, there, there's a something called the guy with place. It's a job between guys. So the guy with place is the one that you can go to his house and have sex with your girlfriend. Because oh no my one else. God, that's where, oh my God. Yes, <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, so I, 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 that, that, that was my, my, my first job. And, it, and in, in Farsi language, we have a name for that. Can that you say the it? The person who provides, but you, your, your audience might learn it. Yeah, sure, exactly. I, I did it if you wanted. No, want don't to... teach them this. Why not? It's an insult as well. Oh, it's an no, insult. No, it's an oh, insult you have to, t- no, then don't teach us bad words. Don't teach us bad words no, no, only. No, no, that's what I, okay. Uh, Persian listens from now on. And sexual, by the way, I learned these things from a girlfriend of mine, which is foreigner, one of them. Uh, she said that sex-related words in Farsi are way more sexier. Really? I don't know. And she was Thai. Thai language is soft by itself. I have I had girlfriends from different nations. I had girlfriends from 12 different countries. Okay, can you walk us through the progression? But also, you kind no, of skipped there. over. I'm telling something. Okay. No, 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 I'm getting back to something. So the thing is, from them, I'm learning different sexy words from their language. And then they, they're, they're also named their vagina in their own language. Amazing. So th- those things are staying with me. The, the thing is, some of my sexy language is combination of Russian and Thai and Chinese and Farsi. And then when you learn all of them, like what pussy means in different languages, and you see how different they can be, and then the way they call their sexy parts in their language is most of the time a reflection of them dealing with that uh, uh, with that part. Half of the story, second half of the story is if they call it as as a thing, like they you know flower a box, like Turkish people call it box. Okay. I, I have no idea. Uh, uh, um, uh, like um, Russians, most of, again, I'm saying Russians. Like of course people are different, but most of the people I, I, I met, they call it cookie. So they, they are different way of calling the thing. But sometimes, like high people, they call it, how can I say, setting sun. That's because it's, beautiful. It's down, yeah, because it's down there and it's setting and it's happening in sunset, most of the action. Oh my God, box, cookie, setting sun. I fucking love that. What else? Imagine, yeah, that, that, that's what my experience was. Like I, um, in Iran, we, uh, some people call it the slippery thing. 
thinking this is normal. It's not. So I, I, I was, I was um, privileged with, with, with this thingy. And when I talked to other people, I thought they had it as well, but it's not the case at all. Right. Uh, so in my case, when, when you start early and then you move fast as well, and then you have your own place as well, very quickly the whole thing gets boring. Mm, okay. Like, you, you, I, I, I remember even before I go from Iran, I was like, okay, you have this position and then you have that and then you do this and then, okay, there's 69 and then there's low job. And then, so what happened? I started to explore. So I, 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 I asked around, still that time, there's no Google and internet. I found, um, okay, we, we, ha- we have a guy in, in high school. We had guys which they were selling corn. Selling so, corn? Yeah, selling corn. In high school? So the, yeah. So do, you don't have internet. I'm, 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 I'm that age that in, I know in my high school, you still don't have proper internet. Yeah. No, people don't have internet in their home. So, so we had guys, either they had this uncle or auntie would bring them corn or send them corn from outside of Iran, which would make them very rich and very, very popular. Because everyone wanted those things. Where was the porn from? The auntie or uncle sends yeah. it from abroad. I mean, like, what kinds of porn do you remember seeing? From what ah, countries? What Very color basic. people? We had German a lot. Okay. For some reason. I think that the, the supplier of, of my side of school, because our school had two, two sides, my side of school supplier was actually, the drug dealer was actually connected to germany i think the, okay. the uncle or the auntie was in in germany okay. so it was mostly german yeah and i remember good that you asked and um, um i don't know for some reason their their penis always was super hot and super hard and super red for some reason i yeah. don't know why now you recall everything so the then the magazines would come in and they were they, they would be rented per per, per day so be what? Rent, rented so the, the guy would rent the magazine yeah Oh like, my God! The whole That's business going great. on there. So yeah, he was renting the the magazine, and then it started uh, going up to uh, pictures, photos. So you would buy small photos for like I don't know half a dollar from your uh, food money. Well, yeah. in my case, I had the job with people food money, and then you hide this somewhere so you can masturbate it too. And then um, then we upgraded to VHS. You remember VHS and beta? Oh yeah. Oh, I remember. They had those things, um, so porn videos, more more advanced. Yeah. And then they, and then that time, all the guys they had this Samsonite uh, briefcases. It was mm-hmm. us entering the world. So, on those things, there's I don't know if you had ever, but there's mm-hmm. a, a divider at the back. It's perfect for exactly three VHS cassettes <laughs> uh, 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 on, on vertical orientation. <laughs> so that was the porn divider in our briefcases oh my in that god divider it would be always porn because one magazine goes perfectly and yeah. then three vhs goes exactly perfect oh my god so that, that was yeah that was the part so the guy or the the, the different supplier for uh, vhs would rent those vhs's so we would go home and and porn it tried to copy it some people tried attempted to copy yeah. it and then it was a lock on vhs we could lock it so they yeah. couldn't copy it yeah we had the whole copyright going on yeah, then the magazine would be dirty when it was coming back because the guy came on it, most probably. 
and then oh. um, they could get double charged and then yeah. we tried to copy the magazines because at the same time that Spicy magazine got too popular because it had I think it had bondage in it. Yeah. It had something rough in it. So okay. guys started liking that specific issue. So we had to copy it, give it to more people. So that was sort of my first business mentoring in high school. Wow. So is that how you discovered kink? I want to hear about your kinky exploration. I heard that you started uh, exploring. I would love to hear more about the exploration. Yeah. So yeah, those things, those magazines was part of it. Yeah. Because they have things in it which you would not, there would be no, there's no internet. So what would you Google? So Can you the, describe uh, your kinky self for us? I'm very open. So I, when, I, when I date someone, I try to be completely re- reflective. So if she has a kink, I want to do it. If she does have, she has nothing, she's completely vanilla, as you call Then I try to bring and load some of my softer kinks and try and motivate her to do mm-hmm. so sometimes as simple as you know some some some, yeah. some girls they never tried sometimes actually three or four times in my recent year i got surprised so when i became the reflection became the mirror the thing she reflected at me it was way heavier than i i i i, I wanted to try but i try to be open so my kink knob is is all the way up pretty much most of the time Okay. And when I told you beginning of interview, like you said, so what are you into? I said everything. Yeah, it's it's literally except few things I'm really into everything. Okay. Like cat porn, like pool thingy. And uh, okay, I, I told you I'm bad with terms, but gay, 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 like gay with the guy, because I, I had, um, I, I've been fucked by a trans, transsexual. Uh-huh. A, a tranny in, in Thailand, which was a very important part of my life. Okay. Uh, so uh, a, a guy penis going in my ass. That's uh-huh. the only thing which I did not try. I did give a blowjob, uh-huh. but a, a, a guy's penis going in my ass, yet not, not tried. I'm still trying to seduce myself to do that. Okay. Um, uh, uh-huh. So that's why I'm bi-curious. I call okay. myself bi-curious. But, but pretty much everything that you try with the guy, I tried with the tranny for about six months. So what, what happened, except scats, that one, uh, as you call it, permanent hurt thingies. You, you always tell in your podcast, like, I don't want to permanently hurt myself. Or damage oh, yeah. myself. Like marks yeah, except, or scars or yeah. brands. I don't want to have brands. Yeah, I don't want to get cut. That. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, bl- bl- blood. Okay, I did bleed a couple of times, but um, it was like white blood. That's like, same, bleed. same. I've definitely had like bloody nipples and some bite marks, but like yeah, it doesn't but, count. But yeah. for me, I like I don't want I don't want to do needle play. Maybe needle play someday, but like I don't want to do cutting of any kind. Yeah, and me neither. So the so my my kink uh, uh, border is is very limited area, which is out of my border. Okay. Most of it, I I hug and I absorb. Okay. And I'm very open to it. That's why I try constantly, if I'm masturbating to porn uh, uh, video, I try to find the, the thing, it's, and it's getting very hard, but I'm trying to find the new thing which I didn't see yet. So and you've gone that, through like all the categories on Pornhub? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so like oh, oh, age wow. play, they, alien they, stuff, like yeah. funny no, themes? I'm like that. Yeah, cool. No, I, I way past that. Now I'm actively searching in torrent and stuff for finding new things. 
So the point is when my kink started that early, it moves fast as well. And then I got lucky because I'm outside and I try these things. So after I try it, if I get lucky with, the, with, with my girlfriend, if not, I um, uh, do one that stands with someone which is into these things. But I try it. And then I, what, one thing I'm afraid these days, just hitting 33 and I don't have new things to try. Mm. So I, I, I always advise my friends, especially after they get, they get married, after they secure the girl, <laughs> that try new things. The, the, the sex part, which is sex life, which is part of life, it gets boring. And if it gets boring, your sex life, you immediately think of cheating because you want to try the new things. Why are you trying well, new things with a new girl? Try new things with the same girl. That's why I would like to hear also, aren't you a polyamorous person? Personally, I am. I'm personally against marriage myself. So. Like I just, to me, it seems very logical to go into relationships, making agreements that I know I can keep. And so I've, mm-hmm. I, I've, I suspect you're on the same page. So I would just like to hear you kind of talk about how you got to your non-monogamy. I, because the sex mentoring thing, for some reason, which I don't like, I, I became marriage advisor as well. Mm. So as soon as you say, uh, okay, in, in, in Iran and so many of Arab cultures, I, I, I separate Iran from Arab cultures because I told you we don't like to be compared to Arabs, but I did live with a lot of Arabs when I was in different countries. Us, we think we secured the girl. That's the exact word of it. So when you get married, the girl is secured for you. So you have her already. Then the guy says, okay, she's safe. She's mine. Now I can look around. Mm-hmm. Because before that, if you do, she can break up with you. After marriage, it's not as easy. Some countries, divorce is very, very hard for them. It's close to impossible sometimes. Yeah. So what happens, I always uh, try to compare this with, with, with that. You think when you're getting married, then you change yourself to each other. Or you're in a cage together. What happens to a bird in a cage? First thing she wants to escape. First thing, what, before eating, before having water, she wants to escape. So when you're doing this marriage thing as a cage, you both want to escape. But when voluntarily you're in the same location, like some people move in, but they don't get married. We call it in Iran, uh, white marriages. And it's very, very prohibited by government. White, do it white anyway. marriages? Yeah, I don't know what they call it, white, hmm. but they call it white marriages. If they're not legal. So two people get agreed to, it's very common in Western world. Do they get? You get agreed. Okay. Yeah, you just move in. You just move in. You're dating someone after a while. Uh, you're moving in a, in a, uh, in a uh, different house together, or one of them has a house, so the other party moves in. So that thing is illegal in Iran. Literally okay. illegal. Like they can put you in jail for it. Yeah. Because you are breaking this sharia of Islam and uh, yeah, yeah, history. Yeah. So I, I want to stay circled on your personal experiences and I'm hearing mm-hmm. we talked earlier about, I heard you talk about introducing your vanilla partners to things. Does that feel? Mm-hmm. So I'm Correct. curious, how many people have you met that are really vanilla and how many mm-hmm. people have you met who are like identify as vanilla or get labeled vanilla because they just haven't explored yet in your personal experience? Oh, I have those. I had those relationships. Yeah. Okay. My I, if I give it percentage is like 30, 70, so um, in, in favor. Okay. So 70%, they are vanilla and they want to stay vanilla. 
So okay. after, after vanilla people are introduced to King, um, I, I started being very uh, observant because uh-huh. I, I really care about pleasuring the, the partner most yes. of the time, most more than me. And, the, uh, and, and sometimes it becomes somehow insulting to them. I don't know why. What do you mean? But then, uh, like my girlfriend is getting insulted. They're like, why you're not trying to come? I like to see you come as well. Mm. You, you're just on me. You focus all the way on me. But like, I'm enjoying it. Maybe my penis is not directed, but I'm enjoying it. So does sex it, is not it, just physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does it then also turn you on to come more when you hear that they want you to come? Or are you like, hey, let me do me? Okay, okay. No, it does. It does. I, I'm, I'm not going for them to say these because they normally say it like, how can I say, like, um, the, the recent experience, she was like, are you deliberately not coming? Like, yeah. are you are you trying to satisfy me, but you're not attracted to me? That sounds like an insecurity and a need for reassurance. Yes. And not yeah. getting mad so at I'm you. So I'm trying. Yeah. So that, and, and, and that case, um, she, she, she thought I, I don't like her. She thought I'm, yeah. I'm doing it like as a duty. I was like, I'm enjoying the whole thing. Again, I can come easier when I know you came. Yeah. I, I can come. I'm getting hard on when, when I see you come. Yeah. So, But see, let, I think let, it's let, so good to talk about that because I know that I've had the anxiety and fear that he or she is not coming because they're not attracted to me or I've just turned oh, them off do. or maybe they're okay. just not feeling it, but maybe they don't want to tell me and now I don't know what to do. And now I'm caught up in my anxiety brain and they're not talking to me. I don't know how to ask them the question. Then I finally do ask the question and they're like, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know? And so that's why I'm so curious to hear how you deal with it in ways that stay in the sexy moment or invite, you know, cause I, cause I also hear that maybe there is some struggle for you as well. Just like emotionally, if you're describing it yeah. as they got mad at me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. No, I was, I, how can I say? Okay, the first person taught me the sex. She always taught me you have to pressure me first. Mm. So I, I, I learned it that way. It's not gesture that I necessarily care about, I repeat, necessarily care about you more than me. That's not the yeah. case. Yeah. I just learned it. It's part of it. Yes. But here's the thing. If you don't start off by telling someone that and all she's ever experienced is like a dude just like, fuck, 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 Mm -hmm. come. Then, of course, she's going to feel insecure because it's a different experience and she doesn't necessarily have context for the new thing. And if you don't talk about it, you don't know. I actually brought up an interesting thing. I didn't see it that way. But it it has some sort of insecurity. It should be. But, um, yeah, I, I have to do more talking. The point is, I have an interview I do before six. So I, there, there's a checklist. I should, I should go through them. I, I, I don't touch a girl before that. Is it written down? It's with my condoms, yeah. It, uh, it's in my wallet with my condoms. What, how do you introduce this? You're like, hey, so I'm interested in fucking you, but I want to ask you some uh-huh. questions so I can make sure I pleasure you properly? How do you say it? Uh, okay, I wrap it in the consent thingy. So if you if you have I, I have to have your consent to, to start this sex because okay let, let's get this I had cases of after having sex she had the second thought and then we had issues mm. so and I'm into sex a lot now I think you know by yeah. now so and I'm traveling a lot and um, um, not now but I was yeah. um, the the the, thing, the me I'm saying is me of last 10 years or eight years so i'm traveling a lot i'm I'm visiting different different girls from different cultures in different countries so the consent doesn't come by default their consent is different i mean 
let's just be very clear. The consent never comes by default, but we've been it trained. Doesn't. Many of us have been trained to make these weird mm. assumptions. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. If it's a yes, it's a yes. If it's not a yes, it's a no. Yeah. I, I, and it's been there all the time because I did mistaken a couple of times, the wrong yes. signals being given yes. to me. And the point is that signal to me being raised in Middle East in Thailand is very green light. But okay. in Thailand, that was not a green light. Yes. That was a yellow light at best. Yes. So I, I, I learned uh, in a hard way, I, I, maybe another time I tell you the bad experiences happened to me, that I have to have the consent thingy very precise, very clear. And in that, later, I upgraded my just asking directly, do you want to fuck me or not? Mm-hmm. I started adding these other things. Like, do you, are you a talking person in bed or you're not a talking person in bed? Okay, I, I ask it this way because people are different. Some people, sometimes people are into rough things. The next day, she's not into rough things. So I asked her, are you currently in a rough sex mode or not? Are you currently want to try, I, I call them normally third party equipment, but I mean like anything which is not our part of our bodies. Yeah. Uh, it's a long list actually, but I, I, I try to go through, um, I have a risk signal. The risk of person normally is accessible. Mm-hmm. During 69, during job, it's mostly accessible. So if she is not into talking and saying faster, harder, or, or whatever, yeah, I have a wrist signal so she can hold my hand. If she presses more quickly, she means she wants faster. Oh my if God, I love that. Yes. It, yeah, or if she just hold it and just cuddle my hand or just touch my hand, she wants softer or she wants licking Beautiful. or she wants... She wants cl- uh, uh, softer Firm. touch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, firmer touch. Or she, she's she's pushing me too much. She's about to come. So that's a coming signal. Oh, my gosh. 